All praises to the Most High. And the Most High only. I'm your host. Brownson Arabiji. I'm bringing to you. Another episode of. The narrow path of the righteous. The most I put it on my spirit to speak on family and friends. The loved ones and close companions that the vast majority of us all have in our lives. The ones that you have genuine memories with, fond memories, even memories that are not so fond. The family that has helped sculpt you into the person that you are today, the man or woman. The friends that have helped sculpt you into the person you are today, the man or the woman. And the importance of these relationships. Especially in the times that we are in now. We're going to take a deep dive into the importance of family and friends, as well as how growing into the truth of the Most High can impact these relationships. When righteous men and women of the Most High begin their walk with the Most High, all aspects of life change. From how you manage your time and energy to your hobbies, your interest, down to who you spend your quality time with. All of these aspects factor into your change in life because in order to walk on the narrow path of the righteous, you must change up quite a lot in your life in order to be genuine and to be able to maintain your walk. It takes so much discipline, so much focus, so much motivation. It takes the most high. If you listen to the Narrow Path of the Righteous podcast up to this point, you know exactly what I mean. That growing into righteousness does create so much change in your life, both good and bad. However, I'm not necessarily going to even use the term bad. Because when I think about that, 
there's nothing bad about coming onto the narrow path of the righteous and changing for the betterment of yourself. Because when you do so, you are a blessing to the Most High and you are a blessing to all of those who are a part of your life, whether they see it or not. We may view it as bad because, you know, these relationships change. They may change immediately or it may change over time. Regardless, people are going to start viewing you differently, regardless of whether they're family or friends. At first, you know, it's going to be out of curiosity. And where did you learn this or where did you hear about this? Or when did you start thinking this way? What changed in you? What What happened? It may even be out of animosity. Oh, this person doesn't come out around as much. This person is trying to be holier than thou. This person always thinks they're right. And we must remind ourselves as righteous men and women that oftentimes people are just projecting their own insecurities onto you. I'd say the vast majority of the times when you're hit with that type of approach, when you have the detractors and the naysayers and those who gossip just know that it is simply a projection many people not even many people the vast majority of people do not know themselves and the vast majority of people are very very unhappy in their, in their lives the righteous men and women know this because we too were in the same situation we too had to burn our hands on the stove in order to know that it's hot. We too went through calamity and setbacks. We too felt that empty void of not having the most high in your life and never being satisfied, never having true, genuine peace. So when your family and your friends begin to notice that you're blossoming, that changes are happening, and they're not a part of it. Naturally, people can tend to view that as a negative, can view that as, you know, you're cutting them off or you think you're better than them. And in most cases, that is not the situation at all. That's what I mean by learn to recognize and realize that people are oftentimes projecting and it's not anything to really even get mad about. When I first started coming to the truth, that's I would allow myself to to be worried about what other people th thought, and it got to a point where it was unhealthy, where I couldn't. I almost was trapped in making decisions because I'm like, oh, this person's gonna view it this way, or this person's gonna view it this way, whether it was family or friends, or this person feels this way about me, and I don't. I may not even know how they feel about me. Even when the Most High has shown me those that have talked behind my back have slandered my name have mocked me have criticized me who have used character assassination at the time you know you get upset or you cut people off but over time when you get closer to the most high and you continue on this walk you begin to understand that you know you can forgive people up to a certain point and that 
you understand why people think the way they do and they and why people have the same actions and similar actions. So it's easier to overlook things as long as they're not super egregious. Because there is a fine line between just having family and friends in your life who serve no purpose. I've had people from my past tell me and mock me at a, at, at a gathering. Told me, oh, are you going to cut that person off? Just mocking me. And looking back, I was very harsh about my relationships with people. I would, I was always quick to cut somebody off. If somebody did me wrong, or I felt that, you know, I was attacked or slandered or gossiped against, it was pretty easy for me to cut somebody off, honestly, especially in relationships with women. Looking back, I was very cold hearted and I did a lot of disrespectful things to women and hurt, hurtful things. And so the Most High gave me calamity. I deserved a lot of the punishment. I deserved pe- for people to look at me sideways for my actions. And on the contrary, the Most High instilled that spirit in me and that stubbornness so that I knew when growing older the importance of your energy and guarding your energy. Because people are energy vampires. There are people that are out here just to destroy you. Don't for a second think that that's not the case. I have to present both sides of the coin here when they talk in terms of family and friends. Because each party can lead you astray and can lead you off course. So looking back, before I even finished my Torah multiple times, before I even started my next read of my Torah, before I even knew the importance of the law, statutes, and commandments, the Most High was already getting me ready mentally. I had to remove my attention and my presence from people in order to even get on to the narrow, even to get to the point where the Most High could direct me. That's why I spent so much time alone for years. It's not to say I didn't go see friends. You know, I, I would be the type of person who might see you once or twice a month, maybe a few more times a month, and then you may not see me for two, three months, maybe even longer in some cases. But the one thing that I know that people can agree on is that anytime that you met up with me, it was all love. It was always the same energy. Sure, time might have passed, depending on if we had a fallout or not, or if we just didn't see eye to eye. If none of that occurred, there's always all love. It was always catch, starting off on the same page. I may not have seen you for months, but the minute we meet up, it's just like old times. I have many friends like that. Who I have friends that I've known for 20 plus years. I have friends that I've known for 15, 10, 5. So I know I'm very fortunate and I'm very blessed in those situations. And I don't take those relationships lightly, even if I don't hear from them or talk to them every day. There's always going to be a place in my heart for those people. In terms of my family, it's never been perfect. No one's family's perfect. People deal with with trauma. People deal with generational curses. These things are very real. 
So even my upbringing in my family wasn't wasn't pretty. We had, of course, we had our times of amazing memories, you know, years of good family bonding, but that was quickly ended as I got older. I would say from the age of seven, eight and up before my parents got divorced, it was just years upon years of turmoil and stress and calamity. And I don't blame my parents whatsoever. My parents, they did their best. They provided for me and my brother especially when they worked hard to go back to school and get us up out of the place that we used to live in. We weren't lacking in meals. We weren't lacking in food. We weren't lacking in anything as far as our everyday needs. Sure, my family, my parents could have done a much better job as as to how they handled their relationship together and what they allowed me my brother to witness more so me because my brother's four years younger than me and all of this that occurred was when he was at an age where he just didn't understand it he just didn't he couldn't he was too young i saw it all i went through it all and i know looking back that the most high made that the case in my life because the most high has purpose for me the most high has my destiny And I cannot fulfill the destiny without having to go through the things that I needed to grow through to make me into the man that I am today. So I'm thankful for how I was brought up. I'm thankful for the situations I went through. I can't say I'm thankful for for every setback or every punishment. You know, you, you want to do better. Because true wisdom doesn't come from, oh, I I experienced this and that and that. True wisdom comes from learning from others and learning and looking around and not having to go through that turmoil. That's wisdom. Knowing how to avoid that hurdle or that setback. That's wisdom. Sure, wisdom includes experience. You know, you grow wiser because you went through some things. But wisdom is truly being able to look at things and avoid them. Things that are not meant for you and avoid them. That's wisdom. So I thank the Most High for the wisdom that I have because now I know what to avoid. Even when I went through all of the turmoil that I did with family. It taught me to be comfortable being alone because I spent a lot of time alone when I was younger. A lot of time in my room, the door locked, not wanting to talk to any of my family members. And that that took a strain on even the relationship I have with my little brother. You know, growing up, we were incredibly close. From playing Hot Wheels, we even had those little mats with the racing tracks. We were obsessed with Legos. I remember my mom would take us to Legoland at the Mall America multiple times. We, We were seriously always together, always playing with each other always imagine imaginative you know and that all changed the older i got and the more that i saw and witnessed what my parents went through and i always just wanted to be a child that wanted his family to be together i'm not gonna lie i always wanted my parents to be together and stay together i fought for it i why i cried for it i begged them 
And so those memories and those those situations taught me a lot about myself. It taught me the older I got, it, it just instilled in me certain characteristics that just made me who I am. You ask any of my close friends that I'm still in contact with, even the ones that I may not even be in contact with, because I always got love for them. They can always holler at me. They'll tell you, yeah, Bron's just a little different. You know, you, you we know that he loves us, but we may not hear from him, which hurts. But we know he's up to something. Sometimes I've had friends admit to me that, you know what, I just didn't want to bother you. I know that you're up to something. I know you're doing something. I know you're focused on something. And that's how I always have been. I've always preferred the alone time, solitude, even before I realized that, even when I was running from my past. With all the stuff that I got into, with all the bad decisions I made, being in back of cop cars, being arrested, all of these things that you you go through, the mistakes that you make, people then begin to have a viewpoint on you and on who you are. So when you come into the truth of the most high and you change, oftentimes it's hard for people to even acknowledge that. That's why it takes separation from family and friends. It may not be forever, but it does take real separation when you are trying to walk with the most high because the most high needs your undivided attention. How can the most high help you if you're not helping yourself? How can the most high help you if you're distracted and you're still partaking in the things that you used to do? Still wasting your weekends. Still avoiding reading scripture or learning more about the most high. Not praying. Not seeking the most high with all your heart, all your mind, all your body, all your soul and spirit. How can you ex expect to change? So these changes are vital. Family and friends may become quite confused regarding all of the changes in your life, especially depending on how quickly you implement these life changes. Our family and friends typically have a viewpoint of us due to all of the quality time that we've spent with them and all of the memories we've shared. And like I've said, that's that's really what occurred with my family and my friends. They're going to have a viewpoint of you. We often don't realize how well a family member or a friend may know us. Because we can get lost in our day-to-day -day activities and lives and routines. You know, family and friends of ours begin to view us in a certain ways and certain light from familiarity. So it's tough for people to see you changing, especially when you start walking with the most high. And if they're not, it's deemed a huge change for them. When a righteous man or woman begins to change and walk with the most high, your family and friends will notice the changes almost immediately. You know, depending on how major these changes are. And we are to know that 
many people are afraid of change. Many people are terrified of accountability. Many people are worried about losing family and friends if they decide to do something that goes against the grain. You start to think for yourself. You start to question things. You start to fall back from what everybody else is doing. It's going to raise a lot of eyebrows and a lot of questions. These are all aspects that we fight the older we get. When you view a child just growing up, a child is very unique. A child has their personality begins to shine even when they're in the infant stage. And that child so badly wants to be themselves and see the world and connect. The child is unafraid and unapologetic for being themselves. So when we grow older and we are indoctrinated into this Babylonian system, to the education system, into the whole idea of chasing money and status to be happy, we lose sight of who we are. Plain and simple. You don't you you start to forget who you really are deep down. Because when you are a child up to your adolescence, you know who you are. It's unmistakable. That's why children can play by themselves and have such a deep imagination and just entertain themselves because they are comfortable in their own skin. They know who they are. They may not fully recognize that, but they're not holding themselves back like adults do. A child is unapologetically themselves. And I view, I, I look at children, I view, I analyze them in the sense that I'm like, this is so amazing what the Most High has created. You know, these are all aspects that we fight the older we get. The aspects such as accepting ourselves and wanting to be our true, genuine selves. We fight it. It's either you conform to the majority or you start to become a free thinker and venture outside of the herd mentality. There's no in-between because the in-between means that you conformed. The in-between just means that you're not thinking for yourself. You should be thinking for yourself 100% of the time and you should have the most high as your teacher. 100% of the time, you should always be thinking for yourself. Don't just accept what you're told in this sick, sick, wicked system. And unfortunately, the vast majority of adults, you know, your family, your friends, those you you are in contact with, coworkers, whoever it may be, they that's how they think. They don't know themselves. They don't even want to question anything because they're scared. So of course, when they view you changing yourself, there's going to be a lot of thoughts, a lot of backlash after a while. You know, first curiosity and then comes backlash. Family and friends can oftentimes become frightened by the major changes in the lives of someone striving to live a righteous life. 
These changes can include the decision to leave the church system and religious systems. You know, this is a big change that many family members and friends may take personally, depending on their history in these systems. You know, for me, for my family, always been big into the church, always been big into Christianity. Even to this day, even after being warned, they still worship another God. They still worship man. And if you have friends who are in the church system, say you met friends in the church system and you turn away from it, they're going to look at you sideways too. You may even lose them. Oftentimes it is our family that will get most upset if we decide to leave the church or religious systems because we tie so many life events and memories to these systems. You know, just growing up and going to Sunday school and having, it was a routine. It was basically a ritual that my parents went through. You know, spending the better half of their morning into early afternoon somewhere that they had no business being. Waking both their children up early when we could all just spend time as a family. And they could have taken advantage of being able to sleep in twice a week. You know, just to usher us to another place to worship another God and have somebody preach to them instead of us, my parents being the teachers. They had somebody else preach to them, tell them what to do, not the most high, not the scripture, not their own spirit. So, of course, they're going to be frightened when they see their own son or daughter veer off that same indoctrination, that same route. Oftentimes our friends will get more confused and upset with the changes in our lives because they feel as if you're becoming more and more distant. You know, depending on how much time they were used to being around you. You know, so for me, growing up was had its ups and downs. But one thing that I know for certain is that I've always had love for people. I don't know how, why the Most High did, but the Most High just blessed me with the spirit of just blessed me with the spirit of just being open minded to people and trying my best to see the good in people. That's why I had so many friends from different friend groups. It's not boasting or bragging. That's just what it was. I was able to befriend athletes, jocks, the popular kids, hang around them. But then also you'd see me with the low-key kids that weren't considered popular, that weren't known. And hang around them. You'd see me with the nerds. You'd see me with the skaters. You'd see me with all groups all types of groups all types of races it didn't matter i used to be the one who used to wear the baggy pants the fat farm the pelly pell the averex the south pole the kangle the outcast clothing all that stuff and i'd still be able to hang out with any group of people because I just generally enjoyed meeting people and talking to them. I, I accepted people for who they were. It didn't matter who they were. Even when my friends would make fun of groups of people, like, why do you hang out with that person? I'd be like, dude, I don't know. I can't speak for you. I don't know why you have anything against this person. 
I've always been the type of person who's going to give somebody a chance. If they show me kindness, man, then you're going to get kindness back from me. You show me love, you're going to get love back from me. If you show me loyalty, you're going to get loyalty back from me every single time. Doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter your race, your creed, your nationality, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. That's how I always was. And then the group of friends that I had, you know, even growing older, when I started realizing that I wasn't happy making a lot of decisions that I was, I started to move, kind of fall back from spending time with them. I used to be the man who would plan the sleepovers or the dude to be like, this is what we're doing next weekend and plan ahead. I was the ringleader. I was the glue to a lot of my groups. So when they saw that I was falling back, that upset a lot of my friends, rightfully so. You know, they felt like they were being backstabbed in a sense. And a lot of the situations I didn't handle very well. I didn't know what the Most High was festering in my heart and my spirit. Because it was it was literally calamity. And I had no peace, especially in the latter portion of my college days into my early to mid 20s. I just couldn't take anymore. I couldn't take living like I was doing. I couldn't take running. The void of not having the most high in my life was taking its toll on me. And so these changes began to be implemented into my life. And this meant that a lot of the friends that I had and hung around with, a lot of less time was spent with them. And that's where the anger and the resentment and the backlash came from. And I, you know, I don't blame anybody for it. I don't. I see why it happened. But it made me a better person. It made me be able to come back around and do a 180. And for these people, the older we get, the more they realize what I was doing and how ahead of my time I was and am to this day. Most High has simply been preparing me from my youth to my adolescence to young adulthood to be ready for these judgments and prophecies that we are seeing now to be ready in my early 30s. To be able to be a beacon of light for those in my life, for my family and my friends. See, I know that the Most High chooses certain people. If you are here listening to the podcast, nine times out of ten, you are that person in your family or your group of friends that has decided to go and search for more to life, to look for answers, to search for peace because you realize that it didn't come from money or status or popularity, that you felt that those things were vain. You, you disliked chasing after those things because you saw how it changed other people, how it made other people wicked, how it, it made other people fake. There's nothing worse than fake love or someone who's not genuine trying to pretend to be genuine there's nothing worse than that and you don't gravitate towards that 
regardless of whether you are dealing with a family member or a friend. These people in your life will notice the major changes in you and will either accept and encourage them or will deny and discourage them. There's really no in-between. You're going to either have people that distance themselves from you or people that gravitate towards you. And I've been experiencing that, especially in the last couple of years. You know, even if people do gravitate towards you, there's there might be a time where they do distance themselves from you. You get less phone calls, less texts, less invites to places. And that may just be because they're used to you, you know, wanting to be alone or in solitude. But oftentimes it's not even just that. It's just that they don't want that reminder in front of them. I understand that now. I understand that way better than I ever did before. You think it might be envy or jealousy. In most cases, it might be a little bit of that, but in most cases, most people are just frightened and don't want to be reminded of the areas in in their life that they are ignoring. Because if you don't have the most high, you don't have peace, plain and simple. You don't have peace of mind. You're constantly trying to solve that riddle to your life and trying to fill that void. And when you see somebody else who seemingly has that, especially if they are vocally telling you to go back to the most high, to seek the most high, that that'll help, that creates resentment. These people may distance themselves from you because they're like, okay, how does he know? What makes that person special that they know? Why is that person telling me what to do? And you're going to get this from family and friends. I've had family distance themselves from me. Especially when I called out their idol Jesus, when I told them that Jesus was fake, when I told them that this pandemic, this whole this whole COVID BS is a hoax, people distanced themselves. The old me would have been upset. I would have tried to argue or convince or debate or persuade. Now I don't even care. I just tell somebody the truth. I don't care if it's a stranger. As time continues on in the days, weeks, and months continue to pass, we'll continue to witness the prophecies of the Most High occur right before our eyes. I've mentioned how the only true and genuine truthers are those who strive to live a life pleasing to the Most High. I mentioned that before because it's the truth. The only genuine truthers are those who have the Torah, Tanakh, and follow the laws, statutes, and commandments. Not the ones who are saying, oh, the whole Bible's fake. Just throwing the whole Bible away, but then tell you that things on this earth are wicked or satanic or abominations, but they don't have the light. They don't have the manual. That's what you notice. That's what you start to see all around you. Righteous men and women of the Most High are focused on preparing for what's ahead. And we acknowledge, recognize, and understand that it is our duty to warn our family and friends of what's ahead. Because what's ahead isn't isn't pretty. And the Most High already told us, instructed us, that the Most High is going to blind those who forsake Him 
Those who forsake righteousness are being blinded right now. They are unable to see what is going on around them. Plain and simple. Why do you think so many people still believe that things are going to go back to normal? Why do you think so many people are are 100% okay with being vaccinated? Without questioning anything. They don't have the truth. They don't have direction. They don't have guidance. And most importantly, they don't have a relationship with the Most High. So the righteous understand what's ahead. And we understand that we have a a large responsibility on our shoulders, on our spirit, on our soul, on our conscience. We are to remember to not look down on our family or friends for not deciding to walk with the Most High. Because it isn't up to us to wake up or save anyone. That isn't our duty. That isn't our job. What our job is, is to show them the information and present it in a way that you can level with them. Because we understand that the Most High is in full control of waking up your family and friends. It's not up to us. It's not up to me. That's one major lesson that I've learned. It's not up to me. If the person is at a point in their life and they're ready for it, they're going to accept it. Especially when you present it to them in such a loving way. In a way that they can understand because every person learns differently. Every, every person absorbs information differently. Our main duty is to remain righteous so that we can set a righteous example for our family and friends, plain and simple. You can't just talk to talk, you have to walk to walk. So it takes time, it takes effort, it takes determination, it takes discipline to be on this narrow path to the righteous. And it takes solitude and alone time. We are to share wisdom, knowledge, and understanding with our family and friends so that we can help give them a gentle nudge and remind them to prioritize their relationship with the Most High. That's it. It's from there, it's up to the Most High. It's up to that person to want it. You can give a person all the information in the world, cited sources, scripture, examples. You could just make common sense. You could use logic and rationale. And if that person's not willing or that person's not ready, it's not going to be received. It doesn't matter because the Most High may not have them destined for this information. The Most High is the only one who can wake up people. The Most High never told us to save them. The Most High just told us to warn them. Because we know that there's no salvation in man. That we are not nobody's salvation. You could read the Torah Tanakh front to back to somebody. You could read the Law, Statutes, and Commandments. You could lead by, lead, lead by example in front of somebody. You could do that. And then if they're not ready for it, the Most High turn their eyes. They turn, turn them off from it. They won't be receptive to it. They won't get it. You could read to somebody every day, show them examples every day of scripture playing out in real life. How the past and how the history are intertwined with the Torah Tanakh and how the future is as well. And they still wouldn't get it. They could watch the whole world decay right in front of them and Babylon collapse and they still wouldn't get it. 
because it's all up to the most high. Our duty is just simply to warn and love and, and to be grateful for the time that we do have with our family and friends before things really get intense. Righteous men and women of the Most High recognize that oftentimes those around us only wake up when they go through something traumatic or when they hit rock bottom. Like I mentioned earlier, many of us learn by burning our hands on the stove. Even if we're taught, hey, don't do that, or we're warned, hey, don't do that, we go do it. That's just the reality. That's just how a lot of people are wired. A lot of people are stiff necked. A lot of people are naive. So it takes people to go through something traumatic. You might lose a loved one. You might have something go on with a loved one. You might you might lose a relationship or a relationship ends. I mean, you can't really lose a relationship. But what I mean is that a relationship ends and it comes to its its halt and it's done. It's reached its peak. You know, it takes those moments of trauma or hitting a rock bottom for people to really search for the most high because they've exhausted all of their options. The alcohol is not working. The liquor is not working. The drugs are not working. The promiscuity is not working. The buying all the material items is not working. The chasing after money is not working. A lot of people are going to exhaust every single situation before they ultimately are like, okay, well, I need to search for something deeper. What What is the most high all about? What is this about? Why do I keep seeing this? Why do I keep hearing about this? Especially if you are righteous and you have family and friends, trust that people are eventually watching and people are watching you. People are paying attention to you. Righteous men and women do not want to see anyone go through any unnecessary trauma or hit rock bottom. But we begin to realize that this this is oftentimes the best route that people need to take in order to get closer to the Most High. The Most High may have already ordained that. The Most High may have already destined that person to go through that. And you can't stop that. Why, why get in the middle of the worst size work? Why step in front of it? Just do what you're instructed and focus on that. Cherish the moments that you have with family and friends. Spend time with family and friends when you can. And by friends, I mean genuine friends, not ones who are wicked or vile, who completely talk against the Most High or gossip and slander against the Most High or mock the Most High and then and therefore mock you and not respect you. You got to be around people who respect and love you, man. Plain and simple. There's people that I don't regret cutting off because I knew that they were harmful to my growth. I knew that they didn't have my best interest at hand. I knew that they were wolves in sheep's clothes. The most I revealed a lot to me. And those people, there's some, there's there's about three people that I've come across in my life that I prayed to the most I never will see ever again. That I never will run into ever again, never ever have to see them ever again. And those three people know who they are. And trust, I don't think about those people because those people are not a part of my life. Those people don't matter. Those people were are downright did downright wicked and vile things to me and other people in their lives. And that's why they have calamity. Do I want them to get back to the most high? Of course. 
of course you want everybody to get back to Mosa. Everybody deserves to have peace of mind and prosperity, at least to a degree. I can't say everyone, but most people deserve it. But most people also don't deserve it. Most people also deserve curses. They deserve calamity. They deserve punishment. They deserve destruction. They deserve all the wickedness that they've pushed onto the other people in their lives. And they deserve that to come to them tenfold. So I, I know the healthy balance of keeping myself available for family and friends and warning them and then cutting off certain people that don't deserve my light, don't deserve my energy. Because those those three people that were, that I have, you know, I'm not going to mention by name or who what relationship they had with me, I never will go out of my way to help those people unless they went out and, and first apologized to me and they have to seek me out. I will never go out of my way to help those people, ever. I mean, they can listen to the podcast all they want. They can peep the Twitter. They can look at the social media. They can read the warnings I give. I'm not saying I won't do that, but I will not go out of my way to help those people because I know those people are a snare onto me. I know those people were test in my life at the most high place to see whether I would still continue on with the most high or if I get distracted. Because the most I can place barriers and hurdles in your life and they come in the form of relationships with family and friends some family is just not meant to be around luckily my family preaches the importance of family so there's really not anybody in my family unless it's extended family that i would view as like overly wicked outside of you know of course breaking commandments is wicked it makes you wicked but what i mean by that is like wicked towards me in the sense that i have to cut them off entirely You know, you still want to continue to warn them. You still want to continue to pray for them. That's the whole duty. That's what Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 8 through 9 tells us. We have to warn them. You can't give up on your family and friends. You can't give up on them. And I'll be the first to admit there's been so many times where I've just wanted to just throw, like, just throw my hands in the air and just say, you know what, forget about them. But... How would I be righteous if I decided that to make that decision, to just give up on them? Did the Most High just give up on me? All of the paths that I went down, the Most High never gave up on me. I met certain people that helped push me onto the narrow, health of the, narrow path of the righteous, helped me see. They gave me gems, gave me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and shared that with me, and then the Most High blessed me with them. They just, they just exposed me to it. So who would I be to just give up on family or friends and not love them unconditionally to a degree? Who would I be to not do that? So it's as I continue to learn, I continue to experience life. These are the things that I'm going to go through. And these are the things that I recognize. I'm not going to complain about them. I'm not going to be upset about them. I'm just going to accept them and I'm going to move. I'm going to continue to do what I can to add to the creation of the most high, plain and simple. To do my duty and understand how blessed I am to be in this situation where I can be a beacon of light, where I can resonate with people and help them see 
the errors of their way because I'm constantly learning. I don't have all the answers. I never will claim to be have all the answers. I'm not your elder. I'm not your teacher. I'm not your lifeline. I'm just a man who bleeds just like you, a man who makes mistakes, a man who's striving for righteousness just like you if you're listening. A man who wants to be closer and closer to the most high as often as possible. A man who wants to continue to have peace of mind and prosperity and protection. No stress. I live a very, very stress-free life. And I plan on maintaining that. I'm not going to allow any type of energy, whether it's family or friends or any outside sources, to come in and ruin this. You know how far I've come? So the fact that I have these gifts, I have these blessings, it's my duty to share them. No matter how frustrating it gets, no matter how tiring it gets, exhausting it gets, monotonous, it doesn't matter. It's my duty. Most High blessed me with it, therefore I have to give back. So I cherish the time that I have with my family and friends. I cherish the time, the memories. I cherish the, the time that we have now, brothers and sisters, because tell your family you love them. Give people flowers when they're still here. Tell your friends you appreciate them, that you admire them, that you're thankful for them. Tell them that. Especially if they've helped sculpt you into the man or woman you are today. Help them, especially when you come on to, into the truth of the Most High. Don't stick your nose up at people. Try to level with people and understand that they are going through trauma, they are going through turmoil, they are going through calamity. And show them and warn them. Show them the way to get out of that. And as time continues on and proceeds, as the days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, months turns into year, things are not going to get any better, brothers and sisters. It's going to only get worse. The righteous men of the Most High, men and women of the Most High, know that Babylon is finished. It's just a matter of time. We already know that things are being sped up. The wickedness here on this earth, because we know that the land was given into the hands of the wicked, so we know that the wickedness is being sped up. From trying to force-feed people vaccines to the eventual decision to mandate vaccines to travel or work or do anything leisure to go purchase and buy it's all going to be mandated very very soon those are the eyes to see with ears to hear with the mouth to, and minds to think with recognize this we, we already know this we already seen this from miles away we know how the enemy works we know how our oppressors are mockers we know exactly the, how, why they're trying to steer people off track how they're trying to distract people from the most high we see all of this we know all of this And we see that the wickedness is, has increased because when the wicked increase, it's because their end is near. And so we pray and we give all thanks to the Most High that we are in the situation, even if it's not ideal for the righteous. Think about how annoying everything is right now with this whole pandemic, this whole fake virus stuff, walking outside. I swear, I'll be outside and literally 80% of people now are masked up. It used to be about a good 40 to 50% split. And then eventually they made mandates to go into stores, and then that increased. And then after time, they continued to give them the election, and aka selection process, and told you that the numbers increased. And again, they continued. They continued on. People fell for the gimmick, and now you see almost everybody masked up. Now I'm even seeing children 
young children younger than five masked up so i know the wickedness has increased i know that the end is near for babylon I, that's why you look at the celebrities they're working overtime to deceive the masses to trick them to send them to the slaughter to push a wickedness onto them in perversion because that's their duty they've made a lifelong covenant with the Vatican, with the Jesuits, with, with Rome. With these Freemason groups. So you know, we already peep what's happening. So we know time is of the essence. That's why we cannot give up this work. The righteous understand the importance of spending quality time with our family and friends, honestly. I know I need to do better with my friends, but I've always kept up with family. I've always done what I can to keep, spend quality time with family. And I'll continue to do so. Even I pick my spots. I pick my times where I go over there and, you know, I might on my mind want to show them this article or show them this video. But some days I just spend time with them. May not even talk about much. May just be there to spend time with them because that means a lot to them, too. Because if you've already planted the seed with somebody, you can't continue to water a plant, right? It's got to be watered gradually. Otherwise, it's going to drown. So I don't drown my family or my friends with information. There's certain things that I know that I would, I'll never even share with them. What's the point? What's the point of telling them that a lot of these actors and politicians and entertainers are transvestites? Our trannies. What does I mean? What what purpose does that serve to tell them that, other than distract them? The most important thing is the Torah, Tanakh, and getting back to the law, statutes, and commandments. The things that I know is just because of years of studying, of of researching, of looking into things myself. But we aren't in a time for people to start start and go down the rabbit hole. People need to pick up the Torah, Tanakh, and get back to the law, statutes, and commandments before anything. Then everything else will fall in order. Plain and simple. The righteous understand that the judgments of the Most High are here and the prophecies are underway. You really don't think that Babylon's not being judged when every single country's in on the same BS? The Most High has put, put the wicked spirit on these on these wicked elites to do as much wicked as possible. The Most High put it on their spirit. Isaiah chapter 45 or 7, you, it tells you the Most High is in control of good and evil. The Most High creates light and creates darkness. So when you when you know that, you understand that the judgments are here, that the prophecies are underway. Righteous men and women don't take time lightly. We understand that time is of the essence right now, as we speak, as I speak right now. There could be a big sigh out that occurs tomorrow, even this month. I mean, they're already mocking you with Black History Month, right? You really think that this is going to just be a clean, low-key quiet month people come on you already know something's gonna happen some celebrity's gonna die or there's gonna be some major psyop some attack on something some government official this that oh so the new strain the new variant this killed this many people there's always giving you some bs turmoil so we don't take time lightly whatsoever because when you're prepared you don't have to prepare 
When you stay ready, you don't have to prepare. You know, we are to love our family and do right by our genuine friends, plain and simple. You gotta do right by your family, you gotta love them. Even if we make mistakes, you gotta love your family. It's your, your, only, it's your only family, man. You only get one father, you only get one mother. You only get one. You're only, you're only born with a, a, a certain set of brothers and sisters if you were blessed with that. That's just the reality of the situation. So time is of the essence. So if we are in the knowledge of the Most High, like I've mentioned time and time again, it is our duty to share this amongst our family and friends. We're not to get deterred or upset if our family or friends deny the truth. You know, that's just going to happen. People are going to call you conspiracy theorists. People are going to say that you're you're fear-mongering. The people are going to say that you're you're not being positive. They'll say so many things out of, out of self-defense and, and projection. That's just normal nature. You should know that about people. People are like that. People are survivalists at the end of the day. So if they feel like you're inhibiting their survival or what they know, they're going to reject it. But we're not to get deterred or upset about it at all. In fact, the opposite. It should be motivate you. It's not even proving them wrong. It's just motivating you to use a different approach possibly or show them something that they haven't seen or just to listen. Oftentimes, all you have to do is listen. When I talk about the most high with people and they have a different approach or they have a different feeling, I'll still listen to you. I'm still going to listen to what you say, even if you're completely wrong. I'm going to give you the respect as a man or a woman to voice what you have to say. And then after that, I'm going to rebuke you through love. So righteous men and women, we can learn a lot about just our approach just how we handle certain situations, just how we are able to control our emotions. We should not be emotional or volatile whatsoever. We should not be able to be knocked off center easily and have somebody get us angry or get it or try to feed us into an argument or a debate or a persuasion. That's not what we should be doing. We shouldn't even be wasting time arguing with no person. I don't argue, man. There's People who are in my life know that I'm not here. I don't argue. I voice what I say with courage and fearlessness. And if you can accept it, you take it. If you don't, you don't. I don't beg people to accept me. I'm far from a beggar. I'm far, I'm far from a people pleaser. I enjoy people. There's a big difference. I know how to love from afar. I know how to love... with my mind I know how they do these things so I don't get deterred as often as I used to especially when I use a new approach I don't get upset when somebody rejects the truth I just pray for him I say most high please have mercy upon 
my family, my friends, and myself. That's a very common prayer, the common prayer that I say every morning and every evening. The Most High has simply been preparing me from my youth to my adolescence to young adulthood to be ready for these judgments and prophecies that we are seeing now, to be ready in my early 30s. To be able to be a beacon of light for those in my life, for my family and my friends. See, I know that the Most High chooses certain people. If you are here listening to the podcast, nine times out of ten, you are that person in your family or your group of friends that has decided to go and search for more to life, to look for answers, to search for peace because you realize that it didn't come from money or status or popularity, that you felt that those things were vain. You, you disliked chasing after those things because you saw how it changed other people, how it made other people wicked, how it, it made other people fake. There's nothing worse than fake love or someone who's not genuine trying to pretend to be genuine there's nothing worse than that and you don't gravitate towards that regardless of whether you are dealing with a family member or a friend these people in your life will notice the major changes in you and will either accept and encourage them or will deny and discourage them. There's really no in-between. You're going to either have people that distance themselves from you or people that gravitate towards you. And I've been experiencing that, especially in the last couple years. You know, even if people do gravitate towards you, there's, there might be a time where they do distance themselves from you. You get less phone calls, less texts, less invites to places. And that may just be because they're used to you, you know, wanting to be alone or in solitude. But oftentimes it's not even just that. It's just that they don't want that reminder in front of them. I understand that now. I understand that way better than I ever did before. You think it might be envy or jealousy. In most cases, it might be a little bit of that, but in most cases, most people are just frightened and don't want to be reminded of the areas in, the, in their life that they are ignoring. Because if you don't have the most high, you don't have peace, plain and simple. You don't have peace of mind. You're constantly trying to f solve that riddle to your life and trying to fill that void. And when you see somebody else who seemingly has that, 
especially if they are vocally telling you to go back to the most high to seek the most high that that'll help that creates resentment these people may distance themselves from you because they're like okay how does he know what makes that person special that they know why is that person telling me what to do and you're going to get this from family and friends i've had family distance themselves from me especially when i called out their idol jesus when i told them that jesus was fake when i told them that this pandemic this whole this whole covid bs is a hoax people distance themselves the old me would have been upset. I would have tried to argue or convince or debate or persuade. Now I don't even care. I just tell somebody the truth. I don't care if it's a stranger. As time continues on and the days, weeks, and months continue to pass, we'll continue to witness the prophecies of the Most High occur right before our eyes. I've mentioned how the only true and genuine truthers are those who strive to live a life pleasing to the Most High. I mentioned that before because it's the truth. The only genuine truthers are those who have the Torah to knock and follow the laws, statutes, and commandments. Not the ones who are saying, oh, the whole Bible's fake just throwing the whole Bible away, but then tell you that things on this earth are wicked or satanic or abominations, but they don't have the light. They don't have the manual. That's what you notice. That's what you start to see all around you. Righteous men and women of the Most High are focused on preparing for what's ahead, and we acknowledge, recognize, and understand that it is our duty to warn our family and friends of what's ahead. Because what's ahead isn't, isn't pretty. And the Most High already told us, instructed us, that the Most High is going to blind those who forsake him. Those who forsake righteousness are being blinded right now. They are unable to see what is going on around them. Plain and simple. Why do you think so many people still believe that things are going to go back to normal? Why do you think so many people are... are 100% okay with being vaccinated without questioning anything. They don't have the truth. They don't have direction. They don't have guidance. And most importantly, they don't have a relationship with the Most High. So the righteous understand what's ahead. We understand that we have a, a large responsibility on our shoulders, on our spirit, on our soul, on our conscience. We are to remember to not look down on our family or friends for not deciding to walk with the Most High. Because it isn't up to us to wake up or save anyone. That isn't our duty. That isn't our job. What our job is, is to show them the information and present it in a way that you can level with them. Because we understand that the Most High is in full control of waking up your family and friends. It's not up to us, it's not up to me. That's one major lesson that I've learned. It's not up to me. If the person is at a point in their life and they're ready for it, they're going to accept it. 
especially when you present it to them in such a loving way, in a way that they can understand because every person learns differently. Every, every person absorbs information differently. Our main duty is to remain righteous so that we can set a righteous example for our family and friends, plain and simple. You can't just talk the talk, you have to walk the walk. So it takes time, it takes effort, it takes determination, it takes discipline to be on this narrow path to the righteous. And it takes solitude and alone time. We are to share wisdom, knowledge, and understanding with our family and friends so that we can help give them a gentle nudge and remind them to prioritize their relationship with the Most High. That's it. It's from there, it's up to the Most High. It's up to that person to want it. You can give a person all the information in the world, cited sources, scripture, examples. You could just make common sense. You could use logic and rationale. And if that person's not willing or that person's not ready, it's not going to be received. It doesn't matter because the Most High may not have them destined for this information. The Most High is the only one who can wake up people. The Most High never told us to save them. The Most High just told us to warn them. Because we know that there's no salvation in man. That we are not nobody's salvation. You could read the Torah Tanakh front to back to somebody. You could read the Law, Statutes, and Commandments. You could lead by, lead, lead by example in front of somebody. You could do that. And then if they're not ready for it, the Most High turn their eyes. They turn, turn them off from it. They won't be receptive to it. They won't get it. You could read to somebody every day, show them examples every day of scripture playing out in real life. How the past and how the history are intertwined with the Torah Tanakh and how the future is as well. And they still wouldn't get it. They could watch the whole world decay right in front of them and Babylon collapse and they still wouldn't get it. Because it's all up to the most high. Our duty is just simply to warn and love and, and to be grateful for the time that we do have with our family and friends before things really get intense. Righteous men and women of the Most High recognize that oftentimes those around us only wake up when they go through something traumatic or when they hit rock bottom. Like I mentioned earlier, many of us learn by burning our hands on the stove. Even if we're taught, hey, don't do that, or we're warned, hey, don't do that, we go do it. That's just the reality. That's just how a lot of people are wired. A lot of people are stiff necked. A lot of people are naive. So it takes people to go through something traumatic. You might lose a loved one. You might have something go on with a loved one. You might you might lose a relationship or a relationship ends. I mean, you can't really lose a relationship. But what I mean is that a relationship ends and it comes to its its halt and it's done. It's reached its peak. You know, it takes those moments of trauma or hitting a rock bottom for people to really search for the most high because they've exhausted all of their options. The 
alcohol is not working. The liquor is not working. The drugs are not working. The promiscuity is not working. The buying all the material items is not working. The chasing after money is not working. Black people are going to exhaust every single situation before they ultimately are like, okay, well, I need to search for something deeper. What What is the most high all about? What is this about? Why do I keep seeing this? Why do I keep hearing about this? Especially if you are righteous and you have family and friends, trust that people are eventually watching and people are watching you. People are paying attention to you. Righteous men and women do not want to see anyone go through any unnecessary trauma or hit rock bottom. But we begin to realize that this this is oftentimes the best route that people need to take in order to get closer to the Most High. The Most High may have already ordained that. The Most High may have already destined that person to go through that. And you can't stop that. Why, why get in the middle of the worst size work? Why step in front of it? Just do what you're instructed and focus on that. Cherish the moments that you have with family and friends. Spend time with family and friends when you can. And by friends, I mean genuine friends, not ones who are wicked or vile, who completely talk against the Most High or gossip and slander against the Most High or mock the Most High and then therefore mock you and not respect you. You got to be around people who respect and love you, man. Plain and simple. There's people that I don't regret cutting off. Because I knew that they were harmful to my growth. I knew that they didn't have my best interest at hand. I knew that they were wolves in sheep's clothes. The most I revealed a lot to me. And those people, there's some, there's there's about three people that I've come across in my life that I prayed to the most I never will see ever again. That I never will run into ever again, never ever have to see them ever again. And those three people know who they are. And trust, I don't think about those people because those people are not a part of my life. Those people don't matter. Those people were are downright did downright wicked and vile things to me and other people in their lives. And that's why they have calamity. Do I want them to get back to the most high? Of course. Of course you want everybody to get back to the most high. Everybody deserves to have peace of mind and prosperity, at least to a degree. I can't say everyone, but most people deserve it. But most people also don't deserve it. Most people also deserve curses. They deserve calamity. They deserve punishment. They deserve destruction. They deserve all the wickedness that they've pushed onto the other people in their lives. And they deserve that to come to them tenfold. So I, I know the healthy balance of keeping myself available for family and friends and warning them and then cutting off certain people that don't deserve my light don't deserve my energy because those those three people that were that i have you know i'm not going to mention by name or who what relationship they had with me i never will go out of my way to help those people unless they went out and and first apologize to me and they have to seek me out i will never go out of my way to help those people ever I mean, they can listen to the podcast all they want. They can peep the Twitter. They can look at the social media. They can read the warnings I give. I'm not saying I won't do that, but I will not go out of my way to help those people because I know those people are a snare unto me. I know those people were tests in my life at the most high place to see whether I would still continue on with the most high or if I get distracted because the most I can place barriers and hurdles in your life and they come in the form of relationships with family and friends. 
some family is just not meant to be around. Luckily, my family preaches the importance of family. So there's really not anybody in my family, unless it's extended family, that I would view as like overly wicked outside of, you know, of course, breaking commandments is wicked. It makes you wicked. But what I mean by that is like wicked towards me in the sense that I have to cut them off entirely. You know, you still want to continue to warn them. You still want to continue to pray for them. That's the whole duty. That's what Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 8 through 9 tells us. We have to warn them. You can't give up on your family and friends. You can't give up on them. And I'll be the first to admit there's been so many times where I've just wanted to just throw, like, just throw my hands in the air and just say, you know what, forget about them. But... How would I be righteous if I decided that to make that decision, to just give up on them? Did the Most High just give up on me? All of the paths that I went down, the Most High never gave up on me. I met certain people that helped push me onto the narrow, health of the, narrow path of the righteous, helped me see. They gave me gems, gave me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and shared that with me, and then the Most High blessed me with them. They just, they just exposed me to it. So who would I be to just give up on family or friends and not love them unconditionally to a degree? Who would I be to not do that? So it's as I continue to learn, I continue to experience life. These are the things that I'm going to go through. And these are the things that I recognize. I'm not going to complain about them. I'm not going to be upset about them i'm just going to accept them and i'm going to move i'm going to continue to do what i can to add to the creation of the most high plain and simple to do my duty and understand how blessed i am to be in this situation where i can be a beacon of light where i can resonate with people and help them see the errors of their way because I'm constantly learning. I don't have all the answers. I never will claim to be have all the answers. I'm not your elder. I'm not your teacher. I'm not your lifeline. I'm just a man who bleeds just like you, a man who makes mistakes, a man who's striving for righteousness just like you if you're listening. A man who wants to be closer and closer to the most high as often as possible. A man who wants to continue to have peace of mind and prosperity and protection no stress i live a very very stress-free life and i plan on maintaining that i'm not going to allow any type of energy whether it's family or friends or any outside sources to come in and ruin this you know how far i've come so the fact that i have these gifts i have these blessings it's my duty to share them no matter how frustrating it gets no matter how tiring it gets exhausting it gets monotonous it doesn't matter it's my duty most high bless me with it, therefore I have to give back. So I cherish the time that I have with my family and friends. I cherish the time, the memories. I cherish the, the time that we have now, brothers and sisters, because tell your family you love them. Give people flowers when they're still here. Tell your friends you appreciate them, that you admire them, that you're thankful for them. Tell them that. Especially if they've helped sculpt you into the man or woman you are today. Help them, especially when you come on to, into the truth of the Most High. Don't stick your nose up at people. Try to level with pity, people. 
and understand that they are going through trauma, they are going through turmoil, they are going through calamity, and show them and warn them, show them the way to get out of that. And as time continues on and proceeds, as the days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months, months turns into year, things are not going to get any better, brothers and sisters. It's going to only get worse. The righteous men of the Most High, men and women of the Most High, know that Babylon is finished. It's just a matter of time. We already know that things are being sped up. The wickedness here on this earth, because we know that the land was given into the hands of the wicked, so we know that the wickedness is being sped up. From trying to force feed people vaccines to the eventual decision to mandate vaccines to travel or work or do anything leisure to go purchase and buy, it's all going to be mandated very, very soon. Those are the eyes to see with, ears to hear with, the mouth to, and minds to think with. Recognize this. We, we already know this. We already seen this from miles away. We know how the enemy works. We know how our oppressors are mockers. We know exactly the, how, why they're trying to steer people off track. How they're trying to distract people from the most high. We see all of this. We know all of this. And we see that the wickedness is, has increased because when the wicked increase, it's because their end is near. And so we pray and we give all thanks to the Most High that we are in the situation, even if it's not ideal for the righteous. Think about how annoying everything is right now with this whole pandemic, this whole fake virus stuff, walking outside, I swear. I'll be outside and literally 80% of people now are masked up. It used to be about a good 40 to 50% split. And then eventually they made mandates to go into stores and then that increased. And then after time, I continued to give them the election and AKA selection process and told you that the numbers increased. And again, they continued, they continued on people fell for the gimmick. And now you see almost everybody masked up. Now I'm even seeing children, young children, younger than five masked up. So I know the wickedness has increased. I know that the end is near for Babylon. I, that's why you look at the celebrities. They're working overtime to deceive the masses, to trick them, to send them to the slaughter, to push a wickedness onto them in perversion. Because that's their duty. They've made a lifelong covenant with the Vatican, with the Jesuits, with, with Rome. With these Freemason groups. So you know, we already peep what's happening. So we know time is of the essence. That's why we cannot give up this work. The righteous understand the importance of spending quality time with our f family and friends, honestly. I know I need to do better with my friends, but I've always kept up with family. I've always done what I can to keep, spend quality time with family. And I'll continue to do so. Even I pick my spots. I pick my times where I go over there. And, you know, I might on my mind want to show them this article or show them this video. But some days I just spend time with them. May not even talk about much. May just be there to spend time with them. Because that means a lot to them too. Because if you've already planted the seed with somebody, you can't continue to water a plant, right? It's got to be watered gradually. 
Otherwise, it's going to drown. So I don't drown my family or my friends with information. There's certain things that I know that I would I'll never even share with them. What's the point? What's the point of telling them that a lot of these actors and politicians and entertainers are transvestites or trannies? What does I mean? What what purpose does that serve to tell them that? Other than distract them, the most important thing is the Torah, Tanakh, and getting back to the law, statutes, and commandments. The things that I know is just because of years of studying, of, of researching, of looking into things myself. But we aren't in a time for people to start for, start and go down the rabbit hole. People need to pick up the Torah, Tanakh, and get back to the law, statutes, and commandments before anything. Then everything else will fall in order, plain and simple. The righteous understand that the judgments of the Most High are here and the prophecies are underway. You really don't think that Babylon's not being judged when every single country's in on the same BS? The Most High has put, put the wicked spirit on these on these wicked elites to do as much wicked as possible. The Most High put it on their spirit. Isaiah chapter 45 or 7, it tells you the Most High is in control of good and evil. The Most High creates light and creates darkness. So when you when you know that, you understand that the judgments are here, that the prophecies are underway. Righteous men and women don't take time lightly. We understand that time is of the essence right now, as we speak, as I speak right now. There could be a big sigh out that occurs tomorrow, even this month. I mean, they're already mocking you with Black History Month, right? You really think that this is going to just be a clean, low-key quiet month people come on you already know something's gonna happen some celebrity's gonna die or there's gonna be some major psyop some attack on something some government official this that oh the new strain the new variant this killed this many people there's always giving you some bs turmoil so we don't take time lightly whatsoever because when you're prepared you don't have to prepare when you stay ready, you don't have to prepare. You know, we are to love our family and do right by our genuine friends, plain and simple. You got to do right by your family. You got to love them. Even if we make mistakes, you got to love your family. It's your, your only, it's your only family, man. You only get one father. You only get one mother. You only get one. You're only, you're only born with a, a, a certain set of brothers and sisters if you were blessed with that. That's just the reality of the situation. So time is of the essence. So if we are in the knowledge of the Most High, like I've mentioned time and time again, it is our duty to share this amongst our family and friends. We're not to get deterred or upset if our family or friends deny the truth. You know, that's just going to happen. People are going to call you conspiracy theorists. People are going to say that you're you're fear mongering. The people are going to say that you're you're not being positive. They'll say so many things out of, out of self defense and and projection that's just normal nature you should know that about people people are like that people are survivalist at the end of the day so if they feel like you're 
inhibiting their survival or what they know, they're going to reject it. But we're not to get deterred or upset about it at all. In fact, the opposite. It should be motivate you. It's not even proving them wrong. It's just motivating you to use a different approach possibly or show them something that they haven't seen or just to listen. Oftentimes, all you have to do is listen. When I talk about the most high with people and they have a different approach or they have a different feeling, I'll still listen to you. I'm still going to listen to what you say, even if you're completely wrong. I'm going to give you the respect as a man or a woman to voice what you have to say. And then after that, I'm going to rebuke you through love. So righteous men and women, we can learn a lot about just our approach. Just how we handle certain situations is how we are able to control our emotions. We should not be emotional or volatile or whatsoever. We should not be able to be knocked off center easily and have somebody get us angry or get it or try to feed us into an argument or a debate or a persuasion. That's not what we should be doing. We shouldn't even be wasting time arguing with no person. I don't argue, man. There's... People who are in my life know that I'm not here. I don't argue. I voice what I say with courage and fearlessness. And if you can accept it, you take it. If you don't, you don't. I don't beg people to accept me. I'm far from a beggar. I'm far, I'm far from a people pleaser. I enjoy people. There's a big difference. I know how to love from afar. I know how to love... with my mind I know how they do these things so I don't get deterred as often as I used to especially when I use a new approach I don't get upset when somebody rejects the truth I just pray for him say most high please have mercy upon my family my friends and myself that's a very common prayer that a common prayer that I say every morning and every evening Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 through 9. And these matters that I command you today shall be upon your heart. Verse 7. You shall teach them thoroughly to your children, and you shall speak of them while you sit in your home. While you walk on the way, when you retire, and when you arise. Verse 8. Bind them as a sign upon your arm, and let them be ornaments between your eyes. Verse 9. And write them on the doorpost of your house, and upon your gates. And this is the Most High instructing the children of Israel through Moses 
the importance of the commandments, the laws, and the statutes. And that we're supposed to perform all of them in the way that the Most High had taught. And we're supposed to teach them to our children from the moment they wake up to the moment that they go to bed. We are supposed to encourage and teach our children, teach them the right way, the righteous way, every single day, every opportunity so that they know how to live. Their paths are correct. And the importance of that is that it becomes ingrained in your heart, in your mind when you do this. Your children will be raised in the right way. You're not going to let the other wicked nations raise your children, right? So when you do it the right way through the Most High, through the teachings of the Most High, your children will naturally grow up to be righteous. And that'll just be the way of life for them. It's not, they don't have to struggle to find the Most High. They don't have to go burn their hand in the stove like you did to find the Most High. That's exactly how I envision and what I will do with my children. They're not going to need no education system. They don't need indoctrination. They don't need to learn about a round spinning globe and fake outer space, fake dinosaurs, any of this trash. They're not learning about that. They're going to learn about life, about nature, about the most high, about the laws, the statutes, the commandments. They're going to learn the right way. In Isaiah chapter 48, verse 22. But there is no peace for the wicked, said the Most High. And that's just a reminder. It doesn't matter if it's family or friends. If they deny the work of the Most High, you know that they don't have peace. So one motivation of mine is that I'm never going to stop this righteous work because I know I'm, I, I ask myself, who's going to do this work? Honestly, who's who's really going to step up and speak out? I'm the type of person who doesn't depend to rely on people's words. I depend on actions. I, re I look to actions and people don't act. So I, I take things into my own hands. I don't ever depend on anyone for anything. because I don't allow people to have control of my emotions or have control of my outcomes in life. It's only the most high. So at this point, it's like, you know what? No one in my family is gonna do it. No one in my friend group is gonna do it. So I need to do it. If I've been chosen to do this, if I've been woken up this far, I know it's my duty. And I know my family and friends don't have peace. I know they don't. And I want them so badly to have it. Ezekiel chapter 33 verse 8 through 9. If I say of a wicked person, wicked one, you shall surely die and you do not speak up to warn the wicked one concerning his way, he is wicked and will die for his iniquity. But I will demand his blood from your hand. Verse 9, But you, if you did warn the wicked one concerning his way to repent from it, 
but he did not repent from his way, he will die for his iniquity, and you will have saved your soul. The righteous men and women of the Most High know our duty to our family, our friends, those in our life, even strangers. We must warn them. We must not care about how they feel, about their feelings when their life is on the line. Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 18 through 19. If a righteous person turns back from his righteousness and practices corruption, he shall die for his acts. Verse 19. And if a wicked person turns back from his wickedness and acts with justice and righteousness, he shall live for his acts. So if the righteous turns away from righteousness, they will die just like the wicked. And if the wicked turn away from their wickedness, they will live just like the righteous. Plain and simple. That's why we must continue to warn our family. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. My people has been eliminated for lack of knowledge. For you have spurned knowledge and I will spurn you from serving me. And as if you, and as if you have forgotten the Torah of your God, I too will forget your children. And if you love your family and your friends, you understand that verse so much because you too were suffering from that. You too were going through that. You too were destined to be eliminated for lack of knowledge. You're being destroyed for lack of knowledge. Partaking in what Babylon has for you. You're leading yourself down the road of destruction. All of us have been there who are righteous. We've all been there. We've had to continue to break generational curses. We've had to continue to get through the web of lies and navigate. We've had to continue to continue to seek the Most High for guidance, for direction. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. Praiseworthy is the man who walked not in the counsel of the wicked, and stood not in the path of the sinful, and sat not in the session of scorners. So like I had mentioned earlier, that's the decision that I had to make early on with my walk with the Most High, with my walk on the narrow path of the righteous. It's to separate. You have to separate for your, a little bit so that you can get close with the Most High and you can get that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding so that you can help your family, you can help your friends. That's what it's about. So that you can be that beacon of light. So you have to prioritize that plain and simple they may not understand at first but eventually trust me they will they'll start to see what you're doing and they'll admire your actions even more and oftentimes it'll draw you closer to people psalm chapter 27 verse 10 though my father and mother have forsaken me the most high will gather me in So even if family forsakes you, the Most High will always continue to be our rock. Always will. That's why we don't give up and we don't get deterred if our family doesn't listen to us because we love our family wholeheartedly. But know that you're never alone. Even if your family chastises you or if your family cuts you off or whatever it may be for choosing to walk with the Most High, know that at the end of the day, you aren't alone. This goes for 
anyone in your family, anyone who's going through this. We all have gone through this. If we choose to decide to walk with the Most High, we go through this. It's not it's, the narrow path of the righteous is is gonna you're gonna you're gonna be lonely at times, but you're never alone because you have the Most High. You're never fully alone. Psalms, chapter 103, verse 13. As a father is merciful toward his children, so has the Most High shown mercy to those who fear him. Let's do verse 14. For he knew our nature. He is mindful that we are dust. So it's just an amazing way, an amazing analogy for how the Most High, just like our fathers, just like, because a father represents not just protection and guidance, but also obedience and discipline. And that's exactly what the Most High represents as well. But our father shows mercy even when we make mistakes. Our father reminds themselves, oh, wait a minute, my child's just a child. It's just a baby. It's just, this is still an adolescent. This is still a young child. I'm going to be merciful to him. I'm going to be more patient with him. I'm going to be more loving. I'm going to use a different approach. Most High knows we're prone to sin. We're prone to distraction. So the Most High is merciful towards us as well. Psalm chapter 103, verse 17. But the kindness of the Most High is forever and ever upon those who fear him, and his righteousness is upon is upon children's children. Verse 18, to those who keep his covenant and to those who remember him, his commands to fulfill them. So the righteous are shown kindness from the Most High. Our blessings extend to our entire family lineage. So why do you think Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9, told us to study and make sure that we are always hearkening to the commandments and always teaching them? Because our blessings are extended forever to our children and their children's children and so on and forth. So our, our child our child grows up righteous, they're going to teach their children to be righteous and it's going to continue to extend. Those blessings are, continue to, are going to continue to be passed down instead of generational curses. Psalm chapter 127, verse 3 through 5. Behold, the heritage of the Most High is children. A reward is the fruit of the womb. Verse 4. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of youth. Verse 5. Praiseworthy is a man who fills his quiver with them. They shall not be shamed when they speak with enemies in the gate. So in verse, those verses, we know that the, the righteous and wise realize that each child is a blessing and a gift from the Most High, especially to have a healthy child. The righteous and wise parents have patience with their children because they know if they raise their children in the right way, they're going to fight for the creation of the Most High. They're going to fight for righteousness, and it's not going to leave their hearts. It's going to be inscribed in their hearts. 
children know God. Children believe in God. Children want to know God. Children desire to be closer to God. I've seen it. It's amazing when children are so fascinated by the Most High. Because the Most High put the Spirit on them. The, the children are innocent. They, they, they them, they're themselves. They haven't been corrupted fully by the system as adults have. So their spirits are light. Their spirits are, are warm. Spirits want to learn. Psalm chapter 133 verse 1. A Song of Accents by David Behold, how good and how pleasant is the dwelling of brothers, moreover in unity. So even King David, when back then, David had many people that he dealt with that were righteous. And I couldn't imagine how amazing that felt to have that many people around you that were righteous, that followed the law, statutes, commandments, that loved the, the Most High just as much as you did. Nowadays, it's, it's few and far in between. I, that's why I appreciate having relationships with those who love the Most High. It's, it's an amazing feeling to be able to connect with somebody who knows the Most High or at least seeking to know the Most High or somebody who has more experience in life and can help guide me on better paths towards having a better relationship with the Most High. There's almost nothing better than that. an amazing feeling Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 through 8 the fear of the most high is the beginning of knowledge foolish ones scorn wisdom and discipline verse 8 hear my child the discipline of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother I'll read verse 9 for they are an adamant of grace for your head and a chain for your neck. So the fear of the Most High and the desire to obey the Most High creates and fosters a thirst for wisdom and knowledge. We already know that that's the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Most High, following the laws, the statutes, the commandments, being afraid of upsetting the Most High. And that's similar to raising a child of your own to fear you out of love and obey you and to continue to gain wisdom, knowledge and understanding of this world. You know, when you're children, you just want to make your, 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 your parents proud. And as a, as, a, as a parent, you want to make your children, you want, to, you want to be proud and then raise your children the right way. And do the right things by them so that they can ultimately live a better life than you have. It's the importance of family, man. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27 through 28. Do not withhold good from its rightful recipients when you have the power to do it. Verse 28. Do not tell your neighbor, leave and come back tomorrow I will give it when it is already by you. So we are not to be reluctant to help those who we are able to help. Last night, when I was on that live stream, that brother mentioned taking the vaccine. I could have just, you know, oh, this is a stranger. I don't know who this person is. I don't, they're not going to listen anyway. It's already too late for them. I could have had all these thoughts in my head, all these assumptions, but I didn't. This, I know something that that person doesn't know, and that person deserves to at least know. 
to at least be worn by somebody that they very very much deserve that and we we shouldn't be reluctant to help people out when we have the ability to help out of course use discernment of course if you you know in your job don't go around trying to preach to people about stuff especially when you're living in babylon it's the quickest way for you to lose your job be smart about it that's what i mean be smart about it but still be fearless don't let your job determine whether you want to live righteously or not because you can still live righteously and have a job as long as the job is righteous as long as you pray to the most high for protection you'll be fine proverbs chapter 6 verse 20 heed my son the command of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother So heed the commandment of your father and never forsake the teaching of your mother. These are lifelong things that we are to go by. And you know, and this is an allegory too for we can also learn that the Most High is deemed to be our main teacher for the Most High taught our father and our mother. The Most High gives life. So to obey our parents and honor them is to obey and honor the Most High as long as you are doing it in a righteous manner. Plain and simple. That's that's really what it's about. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son gladdens his father, but a foolish one is his mother's sorrow. So when you are righteous, you gladden your father and your mother you make them proud but if you're lazy and you're foolish and you're wicked you are an embarrassment to your family lineage you really are that's why it's important we break generational curses you know we already know that a son is not put to death because of their father and vice versa so i know the mistakes of my father i know his idol worship is not good for him and ultimately will lead to his destruction but that doesn't mean i'm not going to break that generational curse for my son for my future sons, my future daughters. That's my duty to do that, to carry on this lineage, to carry on my name and change the course of my family. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 29. One who troubles this household will inherit wind and the foolish one will become a servant of the wise of heart. So when you act up and you act out and you do wicked things, you're troubling your family and you're just ultimately destroying yourself. And I can speak from example, the things that I was doing that was destroying my family, was troubling them. Proverbs chapter 12, verse four, an accomplished woman is a crown of her husband. But a shameful one is like rot in the bones. That should be pretty straightforward. That's a virtuous woman. It's a crown for her husband. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. One who walks with the wise will grow wise, but the companion of fools will be broken. Be careful of who you befriend. Like I mentioned earlier, some people do need to be cut off from your life. But you also need to be patient with your friends too. 
that's a, that's a, it's a, it's a balancing act that I've continued to learn throughout my life. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 20. A wise son gladdens his father, and the foolish man shames his mother. It's pretty straightforward. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7. When the Most High favors a man's ways, even his foes will make peace with him. So if that's the case, how do you think your friends will view you? If Even if your enemies make peace with you. You become a beacon of light to those in your life, plain and simple. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 6. The crown of elders is grandchildren, and the glory of children is their parents. Family is vital, brothers and sisters, from the top down. That's what the Most High made us to do, is be fruitful and multiply and have family and live with our family and relax with our family and just live righteously. Life is supposed to be stress-free and relaxed and full of beautiful moments. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17. A friend's love is for all times, and a brother is born for times of affliction. So a genuine best friend, that love is forever. And they're oftentimes become a brother that's born in times of affliction. When you go through stuff, friends eventually become brothers. They become that close. And I have a few like that in my life that I'm very thankful for. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. A man with friends is befriended. Sometimes a friend is closer than a brother. So even at times we understand that friends can become even more deeply attached than our own siblings. Because friendship, when you think about it, is a choice. Both of your hearts and minds and desires have to be the same for that friendship to blossom. You don't get to choose who your siblings are when you think about it. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20. Hear counsel and accept discipline in order that you grow wise in your later days. So learning from our, our, our parents, honoring them, there is wisdom in them wanting to seek more to learn more you'll be wiser in your later days and of course when you put the most high first it goes without saying proverbs chapter 22 verse 6 train the youth according to his way even when he grows old he will not swerve from it we know the importance of the law, statutes, and commandments. We know that we're supposed to read and instruct our children to do so and inscribe them in their heart. So we're supposed to train our children to be righteous. So when they get older, they know exactly what life is about. They can't as easily be deceived. They can navigate through life correctly. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 11. 
he who loves purity of heart and whose lips are gracious, the king is his friend. So the Most High loves and is a friend of those who love good people and, and love purity and righteousness. So never give up on your family or your friends. Never take a righteous person for granted. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 24 through 25. Do not befriend an angry man and do not come together with a man of wrath. Verse 25, lest you learn his ways and take a, a snare for your soul. So we are to stay away from angry and wrathful people. They can kill you. They can literally, a mistake that somebody makes can kill you if you hang around with them. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 5 through 6. Open rebuke is good if it stems from hidden love. Verse 6. Faithful are the wounds inflicted by a lover, but superfluous are the kisses of a foe. So loving rebuke is righteous. Warning your family, warning your friends out of love is righteous. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 9 through 10. Oil and incense gladden the heart. So does the sweetness of one's friend from his sincere counsel. Verse 10. Do not forsake your friend and the friend of your father. Do not come to your brother's house in the day of your, of your misfortune. A close neighbor is better than a distant brother. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens his fellow. So we are to never give up on our family and our friends. Continue to fight, to say, wake them up and help them and pray for their mercy. That's what life's about. Is living in righteousness and living in peace and harmony with our family, with our friends, with those dearest to us. Peace and blessings to every listener who's seeking that and seeking the righteousness of the Most High. Much love. A warning to the wicked. May the Most High bring calamities, strife, and iniquities upon you. To those who curse me, my family, and are aiming to retaliate against me for exposing them. To those who hate the Most High and His righteous saints along with His creation. To those who trick or mock the Most High's righteous saints. To those who want to see me lose my career, my livelihood, my health, my finances, or even my life. May the Most High do unto you tenfold. May the Most High put a curse upon you and eradicate you and your entire family, seed, and lineage. May you no longer inhabit the earth, for the Most High speaks through me. I'm here to do his righteous work. Therefore, I will send a curse upon those who wish for my downfall. Peace and blessings to all of the righteous saints of the Most High. Peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. And to those who are beginning on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High.
may the most I continue to bless you, protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May your life be fulfilled, and may you have peace of mind all of your days along with your family lineage. All praises to the Most High. And the Most High only. Shalom.